Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The following is a presentation of the Force Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center podcast feed, and this particular episode of the Force Center podcast feed is the Clone Wars Report. <laughs> 
the drums are extra in- intense and had a little bit of a reverb sustain there. That was great, and that makes sense because this is a very exciting episode. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw, and the person making music with their mouth is Ken Napsock. That I am. I've never made good music in my life until Clone Wars Report. Yeah, I mean now you've you've got enough for a mixtape. You can just uh, you can do a whole uh, oh, yeah. absolute uh, mouth concert. Yeah, I'm gonna put I'm gonna I'm gonna put a piece of scotch tape over my cassette tape and get recording. <laughs> exactly. Well, uh, as we always say, we did grow up with the original trilogy and cassettes, even singles. So just to let you know where we're coming from. Uh, we love doing the Clone Wars Report. We love discussing this show, each episode, each arc. Uh, we're treating this one as an individual episode, but it does really uh, have a direct connection uh, to a couple of previous episodes. And this is one of the screwiest ones when it comes to chronology of actual wow, yes. episodes. We're going to be discussing Season 3, Episode 2, Arc Troopers, written by Cameron Litback and directed by Kyle Dunleavy. Uh, Ken, did you uh, did you feel centered on where you were when you were watching this episode in terms of the timeline this time around? I So I thought I did. I thought I did. Because I'll bring up the episode guide and I'll read that maybe a little after the first view. It, But the, the newsreel hits and I went, what was that? Wait, that was an episode. They've got footage of that episode, but sometimes, and then I was like, later on realized, oh yeah, it's rookies. Oh God. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, I started the first couple of minutes going, I don't remember where this is. Yeah, no, it is. It's a, it's a confusing one. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember being very confused when I watched the episode because like, weren't those guys just rookies? <laughs> yeah. And they were. Uh, I learned that this episode was actually broadcast as a, as a part of a season premiere with the episode uh, rookies. And then we're going right into ARC Troopers. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, but then in between, there's that other episode. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's where we get to track mm. uh, all of the uh, mm. all of the, or is it Clone Cadets? I might have clone that. Uh, yeah, Clone Cadets that I was broadcast with, and then yeah. uh, Rookies is is yeah. Anyway, all, yeah, but I mean that. But there you go. <laughs> it's all over the place. See, the, I even we have the notes in front of us. Yeah, I even thought I had it straightened out, but I might have screwed that up, and I apologize if I did. I tried to take all all the yep. notes. Uh, I will also say that this is uh, the first day uh, after my first dose of the vaccine, uh, so I'm going to blame any mistakes on that in my <laughs> sore arm. And I'm still waiting for my appointment, so I have no excuse other than I got confused. Yeah, no, Rookies, direct sequel to Rookies, but Clone Cadets is before this one, so there. And yeah, and I remember the live, uh, watching it uh, as this all happened on Cartoon Network for me, it it, it was, um, it was, it was confusing. Yeah, yeah, uh, but I think a great episode, spoiler, yeah. uh, so let's get into it. Uh, are you ready for the summary, Ken? I absolutely am. Here we go. Attack on the clones. Jedi generals Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker intercept a transmission revealing a terrible plot. Separatist forces plan a daring assault on Kamino itself. The clones are determined to defend their home world, including such clone heroes as Rex, Cody, Echo, Fives, and Clone 99. Anakin launches into space to attack the Separatist armada, but General Kenobi realizes the falling debris from the battle is actually hiding Trident Drill Assault crafts packed with aqua droids our brave heroes then split up kenobi distracts grievous anakin races to protect the separatist true target jango fett's dna anakin barely holds his own as he duels an extra sassy asajj ventress clones <laughs> echo and fives are assisted by clone 99 and a small band of untrained cadets as they fight to survive and hold the line Clone 99, who has remained on Kamino as a maintenance worker, sees his opportunity to be what he was bred to be, a soldier. 
During a daring run to resupply the clones, he's shot down by battle droids. Clone forces overwhelm Asajj Ventress, and they help Anakin retrieve Jango's DNA. The Separatists are then driven from the planet. Rex and Cody promote Echo and Fives to ARC troopers, and Kamino is saved for now. Bum, bum, bum. Mm. 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 That's so much. It's a great episode. Yeah, it is. It, you know, when I was watching it, it was like, okay, this is a really great episode. The, the ideas, the emotions are clear. There's a lot of great action. It just bounces along. And then I went to write this damn summary and like, there's actually a lot going on in this episode. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and with one of the more heartstring pulling uh, deaths in the show, which is it's memorable for that. And I got to tell you too, like when I started watching this one too, getting the timeline confusion. And then I kind of was, it, I, it dawned on me what this one was. And I was like, Oh yeah, get out of hanky. Cause this is a sad one too. Yeah, no, I, I remembered right away and I was braced for one of the uh, more <laughs> memorable and heartbreaking moments of yeah. the Clone Wars. Uh, so let's get into it. What, Ken, what is your overall reaction to this episode? Love it, like it, struggle with it, somewhere in between? Well, my notes are so messed up today. I was going to say, well, I love it when Padme gets to spend time with Ahsoka. That was last week's notes. Ken, delete that <laughs> sentence. Um I, I almost Ron Burgundy myself there again. Um, I, I really, just, yes, as I just kind of gave away myself to love it. Cause this is, I, I'd say this is one of those, eh, not, not a template Clone Wars episode, but you, but you, you, you go into the Clone Wars expecting clones and clones fighting and you get a ton of that and you get some wonderful, just big pew, pew, pew action, which we always acknowledge is part of the reason a lot of us are here. Uh, not just for Clone Wars, but Star Wars, Star Wars. And uh, for whatever reason, whether you start on the playground going pew, 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 or then that name actually, that that phrase com- comes from, uh, this has all of that. But then it goes into, uh, there's there's a few themes to dive into, and it's it's more prevalent for me now as a fan. And then the, a big, sad, um, emotional death. I mean, it's it's a full Star Wars experience. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I really, really love this episode. Um, I think it helps to know that it was part of a a season three premiere because I think it works perfectly great as as you and I are watching it. It is here's a part of the Clone Wars show. We're watching it in chronological order, but it makes so much sense as uh, the second half of a season premiere because yeah. it really does feel like this great action packed, uh, emotion packed little. Uh, sampler of the Clone Wars. Um, yeah. Besides Ahsoka, it's kind of got all the core ingredients, right? You get Anakin yeah. uh, being uh, cocky and daring. You get Obi-Wan being clever and wise. You get Obi-Wan and Grievous uh, facing off. You get uh, Asajj, like I said, being extra sassy. These are some of the kind of the, mm. for the early seasons, the the main active villains, right? Yeah. And then you really get the, hey, it's the Clone Wars. It's about those clones I saw in the movie, if you haven't watched the first two seasons yet. Like, but no, they're not like the clones you saw in the movie. Maybe hinted at just a little bit by Cody in Revenge of the Sith, but these clones are absolutely characters, and one of the main missions of the Clone Wars show is to bring this absolute sense of humanity to the clones. And it this episode, for me, does uh, feel almost a little bit like, hey, if people are just catching up on this, or like me, maybe they saw the movie in the theaters and it didn't quite hit, this episode's like, Almost this feels like this theme statement of like, no, this is what it's about. This is all the great stuff we got going on. Come on in. I, I love I love what you're saying here because when you connect it to a, just a season premiere, when you watch in, in the release order, 
Um, that really works because I think this is a season where the, the 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 show took a big leap forward in a lot of different ways. Not that season one and two didn't have some great stuff that we've been talking about so far. In fact, some of the episodes in season three pop up earlier when the chronological order is done. <laughs> but no, you're right. This is kind of like a hey, we, we're stepping it up. We're here. We're not we're not going anywhere. Uh, and we got some good things show, uh, coming. And, and this was a big bold episode. Yeah, yeah, just a ton of action, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll get into the ideas and the themes, and I think that they're definitely there, but they're they're just kind of uh, lovely and concise and and gut punchy in a good way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's yeah. talk about the moral of the episode. Uh, mm-hmm. The moral is: fighting a war tests a soldier's skills; defending his home tests a soldier's heart. What do you make of that moral? Hey, well, first of all, uh, let me be the one. I, I this is specific to the clones. Clones or Django's, but we can. I, I let's change uh, his to theirs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everyone can fight. Uh, that popped out to me. I'll be the one to say that. Uh, but in terms of just this episode, I, I it, it, it's it's cut and dry in one sense, right? You can it's 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 so personal. They say that all through um, the episode, but I also see this about uh, things that are uh, like a passion to you, that stuff close to your heart, and you're just going to be more invested, and it's more important. And then, and and that flows for me. That flows into this episode. Uh, Echo says, "This is our war. This is about defending what you are, and and, and defending what and who you love." Uh, I think I think a Rose Tico in, in Last Jedi. I think this has a, a an emotional connection to that kind of statement. Um, they they really are defending themselves, their very essence. Yeah, absolutely. I I do feel like that is the the main idea of this episode, and I think this moral is kind of great because it yeah the his uh, definitely uh, rings out, and I think you're you're right to point that out. It is literally referring to these clones who are male, so fair enough. But also still, um, you know, it does ring out a little bit. Uh, but beyond that, it is it, it sounds so practical. This one, right? You know, because yeah. some of these morals are super. Uh, you know, you can absolutely cross stitch them into a pillow. <laughs> you know, they're just great little uh, bite sized bits of wisdom. Sometimes they really relate to the specific sort of a philosophy of Star Wars. And other times they just sound real practical. Uh, mm. And this one almost sounds real practical, but I love what it's getting to of the, it is this absolute truth of the clones mm-hmm. that fighting the war is a part of who they are and they have this duty. But then this is an episode that is about them not just fighting because it's uh, their their duty and their responsibility and their choice uh but because the war actually matters to them you know mm-hmm. we've seen some great storytelling with that about uh with rex in the deserter episode yeah. um but this is really taking a a all clones approach to some of the things that that rex wrestled his way toward in that episode and, and i i love that you tie it back to rose tico i think you can tie it back to lots of different uh, Star Wars characters about this idea that you can, it's almost like saying fighting a war test of soldiers skills mm. uh, is like a, a technical thing. Then defending his home tests a soldier's heart. But I think the way I kind of in, in, interpreted it or internalized it, whether it's mm. uh, right or not, is this idea of you, you can fight for a cause, but really what you're ultimately going to fight for is something that is truly meaningful to you is yeah is an individual you know mm. um you know leia leia is a great uh leader and she believes in the cause of mm. of freedom and you know and and having a better government and, and getting the emperor's boot off the neck of the galaxy but you know i think she's fighting for her her parents right you know she's yeah. fighting for something for alderaan she's fighting for uh 
this better future that means something not just to the galaxy as a concept, but to her as a person. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. I think Jen Erso, it finally clicks in when it becomes personal. And, and sometimes that's the path to it. And sometimes maybe we all should uh, take up all causes all time. But sometimes, yeah, unfortunately, it's maybe, maybe how we, we work. <laughs> it has to connect. And, and, and the clones are there for the fight. The clones are there for the war. But like I said, this one strikes at the very heart of what they are. Yeah, so let's dive into that. Uh, I, I think we're going to be talking about the same things, uh, yeah. picking out some same beats. So uh, I'll, I'll just throw it out so we can do a, a little compare contrast. I think for sure. me, the big, the way I thought of the theme is what it means to be a clone. Mm-hmm. What, for you, what what was the sort of umbrella way that you thought of what this is about? I, I, I clones are defending their very existence. I said their essence earlier. Because the separatists want to take the DNA that makes the clones. They want to literally wipe them out, stop the production of new clones. I think it is 99. That is the one that's like, you know, we're done. <laughs> I forget the I didn't write the exact quote, but it's like, if the separatists win here, we 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 no longer are, are, are alive. Literally. It's not just a, the Republic and, all, you know, that's part of the bigger picture. But And that's really what it's about. And it f- flows into what you just said of just like defining who they are. And, and, and a soldier, we hear that a lot. And, and, and you even got the cadets, the, the youngsters up there too. It all They're all there. Yeah, no, I love what you're saying to almost, uh, this is a, a powerful and, and horrific word, so I don't use it lightly, but it is almost like a genocide, right? Of mm-hmm. They're yeah. not just seeing themselves as, uh, we're soldiers, we're part of the Republic of like, but we're all brothers, this is who we are, this is this group of us who exist, and if this DNA gets taken, our line will end. Yeah, and then and the flow, and then, then this question that you, you're kind of proposing here is like, what are we? Well, we are soldiers. We are bred, literally brought into this world. And what does that mean to us? And and our, and you look around, and we are all brothers here. That great speech of we have the same heart, the same blood. So that we got, we're defining that here. This this is a battle to define ourselves. Yeah, yeah, I love. I wrote that specific quote down. Uh, mm, look good. around. We're one in the same, same heart, same blood. Your training is in your blood, and my blood's boiling for a fight. <laughs> yeah, it's a really great, uh, really great quote, and a really interesting one since training and uh, is such a big idea. I love this idea that your training is in your blood because it really cuts to the core of. Look, you know, we were made from the DNA of a fighter they don't say it mm-hmm. but i certainly you know feel that and like we are fighters that's who we are that's our lineage and you might learn the more technical aspects of it uh you might learn those skills that the moral is talking about but the heart of it is is who you are of being born fighters and i took it as not just literally <laughs> we're good at punching and shooting but like right. the larger idea of a fighter of somebody who is not going to give up exactly exactly um, yeah, I, I love how strongly the episode starts by Rex and Cody. Uh, the, Rex and Cody are always, you know, they believe in duty. They believe in the Republic. They believe in in fighting for the the soldiers and the Jedi next to them, right? And they're always uh, brave and strong. So it's really effective when they're like, no, F this. That's our home. <laughs> We're, <laughs> yeah. you know, we are, you know, the great quote there. If someone comes to our home, they better be carrying a big blaster, says Rex. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a lot of hoorah. It's a lot of, uh, you know, it's 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 a, it's a, it was competitive vibe at times, you know, I, I could probably make some, start making some sports references soon of, uh, they're coming into our stadium? No, 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 no. Um, but it, but it, it's, there's so much, I guess, pun intended, heart behind everyone. I I, I took that moment too of, of, there's a little bit of like Cody kind of like, I'm, I'm in this too. <laughs> you know, like, we're, oh, yeah. we're all in this. 
Yeah. I mean, I and I think that's just a great thing to share. I think we kind of think of it that way because we've seen these episodes of Camino as their home. But this is yeah. such great world building. It's like it's not like yeah, hey, Camino is where we were made. But right. to use that word home, the concept of home is is powerful. And, and it feels in the way this episode is uh the story is told that it isn't just like literally a place like that's where we're from or that's where the DNA is stored. But right. the way they say that's our home. Oh. And then, you know, you get that great scene where they uh, echo and fives past the cadets and they kind of laugh together about like, remember going to target practice. Yeah. And it really pulls that layer back and, and says, you know, they aren't just brutal machines of war. This is where they grew up. Yeah. They grew up faster than us, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it really has almost that same, like, what the uh, corporation's going to tear down the orphanage? No, that's where we grew up. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. I, th- I think that's the plot of Happy Gilmore. No, it's a nursing home, but same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. I, and I love that little moment. I love kind of the walking through the senior hall of high school kind of vibe there. Uh, that used to be my locker. Yeah, yeah. And like, look, I remember back then, a couple of years ago when we were that young. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, another big thing I liked in this sort of um, this pursuit of this episode to show us, you know, what it truly means to be a clone is I in this. Maybe you need to kind of pull the context from other storytelling in Clone Wars. But this seemed to be me to making a statement that the clones are unique. They are individuals, but they also embrace the fact that they are clones and therefore totally the same. Both of those things are part of their identity, that they are unique and that they are the same. Because we've seen these great episodes yeah. about, you know, uh, the clones pursuing their identity, having their own uh, names and, you know, uh, the the art on their armor. Um, and that great deserter episode where uh, Rex is kind of challenged about that. Um, that's going to be coming up with the, the vicious Pong Krell arc in previous seasons. So there's a lot of storytelling in the Clone Wars that celebrates that they are unique. Even Yoda says you are unique within the force. Mm. So I really liked adding to this, like this perspective of this really unique uh, group of beings that, yeah, we're all individuals. We have different experiences and we have an instinct to express ourselves with our own haircuts, our own names, our own tattoos, our own armor, our own, you know, fighting Mm. styles, all these things. But then within that, there's also this real truth of, we're clones. We are the same. And that is a part of our, our identity is both of our individuality. And then, you know, that great speech of we're one in the same, same heart, same blood mm-hmm. is a celebration of, you know, the, their similarity being a part of their strength and a part of who they are. I think in a very real world sense for me, uh, this idea we talk, we've talked about a lot here of, as, as Star Wars fans, we all have our own paths to this uh, love of this franchise. So we, we kind of refer to it as that shared, unique journey. We all loved Wedge from different parts of the world. So we shared <laughs> in that, but we loved it as individuals. We love it with our own perspective and experiences. And I think that's on display here as the clones. Because I love I love that this series, uh, as you go along, the, the, the tattoos, the hairstyles, the painting, uh, you know, on the, the, the armor, it just, it really drives at home uh what you're talking about yeah totally individuals but yeah it it is uh it's a it's a good star wars theme i think a star wars has a ton uh to say about uh democracy and you know it it takes a group of people to accomplish something uh but star wars also really celebrates the unique journey of individuals and the importance of uh, individual choice so this to me is just a great echoing of that theme of we are all a part of, you know, the galaxy. We're all connected through the force and that matters. 
but also your choices as an individual and your identity as an individual matters too. And this was just kind of a, mm-hmm. a, a great way to echo it that I didn't, I, I don't think I fully uh, appreciated uh, that uh, on other viewings of this. So I really enjoyed it. I mean, there's so many things I appreciate now more. And, and, and I say that humbly as I'm so uh, happy just to dive in uh, and learn more and, and teach myself a little bit more about these Star Wars stories when you're really just pulling out that magnifying, 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 magnifying glass. <laughs> Sometimes uh, all the letters just dump into my brain at once. You I know? understand. A magnifying glass a magnifying. sounds like a weapon uh, that Grievous would use during it the Clone Wars. really does. My um, magnifying glass, Kenobi. You just start to pick up on all these things. And, and I have two like th- sub-themes, uh, sub really. I didn't even have a shot today, so I don't know what my excuse is. Um, I have <laughs> two s- s- sub-themes that I was going to bring up, but I really think they're tying into what stuff you just said. So if I may, Joseph, Please. I, I want to present these. I, you have two sides of this of this coin but but flows really nicely into what you're talking about this unique uh, but shared identity or journey or these lessons you got 99 on one side reflects this desire to kind of prove yourself within the confines of a group you know there's that exchange like 99 get out of here this is no place for you and he's like i'm a soldier like you and he proves that for the greater good he proves that for the greater cause he makes the ultimate sacrifice for the greater cause on the other side you got grievous and uh, asajj ventress just represent the desire to prove yourself even above those around you that you're supposed to be working together. So there's fun banter because they finally meet officially, but it's this elbowing, jockeying for position. They're supposed to work together, but really it's about glory for the individual. And, and, and you have these two sides of, uh, you know, of, of star Wars. Hey, I even think it's the star Wars fandom. Do you want to be on this side, bickering, elbowing, gatekeeping, <laughs> or do you want to have your own unique journey, work towards the same goal, love and star Wars. There's some options for you. And this episode's talking to talking to all of you. So there's my thoughts on Revan. Um, but uh, I, 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 I see that and it flows so nicely. I, I think into what you're talking about. No, I mean, it, this is uh, one of those uh, episodes where it feels like uh, we, we looked at each other's notes. Uh, mm, mm-hmm. Definitely. I, I really thought that that was there and that was, on purpose, right? That the yeah. the clones are are sharing this uh, connection, celebrating their indiv- individuality, but also celebrating their ability to work together, and that they're all in this for this uh, common goal. And then it really sparks when <laughs> Grievous and Asajj, in the middle of this dangerous mission, are taking time to go like, "You're not that impressive." You're like, "Oh, what's yeah. your title? Oh, what's you know, the force is more powerful." Yeah. Uh, and then I thought that was that in a way highlighted some of the classic Anakin and Obi-Wan stuff that Anakin mm-hmm. and Obi-Wan are constantly have this tension of there are moments where they are in this like great synergy and there are moments where they can't connect, you know, and a lot of times it is uh, fun banter. But mm-hmm. then this episode, like it, it actually did play out, right? We saw Anakin yeah. and Obi-Wan's usual banter and usual perspectives where Obi-Wan's like, wait, 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 let's study, let's think. And Anakin's like, come on, there's a big armada in space. I, I think you're overthinking it, dude, you know? And, and seeing those yeah. good sides of Anakin of, um, you know, how happy he is to be there up in space and he's mm-hmm. going to protect his clones. He's got that great uh, friendly exchange with Broadside, but he's charging forward and enjoying a fight. And Obi-Wan's going, hey, wait, literally what you think is your victory. <laughs> you're blowing stuff up and debris is falling. And it, that is actually uh, a problem. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I like that this is an episode where they, they have their different perspectives. They kind of have some conflict about it. But this is one of those rare moments where uh, Anakin actually listens to Obi-Wan. Yeah. 
Because once Obi-Wan has been proven right in their fighting back-to-back and Obi-Wan gives him an order and says, go protect the DNA chamber, I'll deal with Grievous. And Anakin just says, great. Yeah. <laughs> and does yeah. it. You know, it's almost like uh, yeah. uh, Grievous and Asajj are this example of a total lack of working together. The clones are sort of perfection of working together. And then Anakin and Obi-Wan are somewhere in between. Well, but it reflects it's it's um, it, you could almost we could almost talk about this in, in connecting to other Star Wars stories, but it connects a lot to the, the final beats of Attack of the Clones. Right. It, fighting Dooku and it's like, I got him. Ouch. Runs into that problem. And, and he should. And that's not too far from this episode. Right. What do you think about in terms of the timeline? So no. it should be. So I, I, I really love that exchange. There's a great Obi-Wan line we'll talk about later, but it just kind of like really drives home the fact that they're not on the same page. And so Anakin naturally kind of. It's almost like, you know, not that I don't think this episode is directly speaking to Anakin or about Anakin, but it's like you want to you want Anakin to look at the two options, <laughs> you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, look, here you go. You, you could be like Grievous and Asajj, bicker and fight and try to get the glory and try to save the day and lose. Or we can work together like the clones. Your choice, Anakin. What do you want? Yeah. And I love that Asajj kind of, you know, if, if not takes it to Anakin, certainly holds her own and, and it feels like really manages to manipulate Anakin and move the fight where she wants the fight to be. Mm. Um, and it is the clones. I love that it's the clones who have the triumph, that random clone yeah. who grabs the DNA sample uh, from Asajj, mm-hmm. you know, makes it their triumph. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also like just... Uh, for this kind of bigger theme of like who the clones are and what it means to be a clone, that, that Camino is their home, that, that fighting is in their nature. Uh, being a fighter in the best way is in their nature, regardless of their level of training or their level of ability. It's more in, in their spirit and their heart. There's all that great stuff. Uh, but then there's also just like a little bit of a, I feel like a sense of humor about it at the end in a great way of where echo and five, you know, have this great accomplishment of being promoted. Mm. And, uh, and they kind of play it down and are humble about it and say, we did what we had to do, sir, what any clone would have done. Mm. Uh, and then uh, Rex's line of uh, both of you showed valor out there, real courage. Remind me of me, actually. There's <laughs> a really funny line, but also like Rex is like a recognized, you know, yeah. Yeah. leader in accomplished clone. To me, that's like this very funny joke mm-hmm. uh, that actually does encapsulate this idea of like, of course, they remind you of you, Rex, you're clones. <laughs> Which highlights, you know, the the idea of them all being connected. But then yeah. Rex has, mm-hmm. you know, really uh, made himself stand out in his uh, abilities and his commitment. And so it is a real compliment of in in as far as I'm individual and I have accomplished something. I think you two have accomplished that as well as a, as a great compliment. I mean, I applaud you. That's a great breakdown of that line because I, I, I did write that down, too, of just like um, it's almost some force center hubris, but not quite because he says <laughs> it just so earnestly. It's so earnest. Right. It's it's honest. It's it's a, it's a, he knows he's good. He knows it and he's not holding it over there. He's like, this is great. But I, I think it ties into exactly what you're saying. I, I think it really is a deep line. Of it's because it's I was gonna is it is this clone pun humor? It might be, <laughs> but it also is exactly what you're saying. Uh, you you stood out even though we are all all one and will remain as one. I, I think it's a, a great ending and a great line. Good yeah. stuff. Good yeah, yeah, and and I think you know the, these episodes, you know, and, and watching Echo and Five's journey is is mm-hmm. this is an important beat. I think in fans really bonding with them and making a connection to them. Totally, absolutely. Uh, 
So you you already uh, hinted at uh, some some of the larger connections to the Star Wars story, morality, perspective. What else do you have there? Uh, what else did you pick up on that you think this episode is uh, resonating with? Yeah, I, I think I might have played all my cards because it's all <laughs> kind of connected. No, yeah, the clones working together, but I also tied that to the big Star Wars um, perspective and, and the larger story of uh, looking at everyone as a potential help, as 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 a potential, um, uh, you know, I don't want to say cog in your machine, but it is kind of a this um, rebellion needs all these pieces, and no ally left behind. And an example we go to a lot here is is Leia looking at Wicket and saying that he can help. Um, uh, you know, the rebellion uh, having this uh, sort of multinational f- uh, army, if you will, across the galaxy and needing that, and that's how it succeeds. Um, and I think uh, the clones and all kind of things we're talking about here can flow nicely into those conversations about the bigger picture of the Star Wars story. No, I, I totally agree with that. I, I always think of that theme as uh, a, a reminder from Star Wars that everyone has value. Um, mm-hmm. Wicked's a great example. You know, I think that is the point of Jar Jar and that is the point of, mm-hmm. you know, Padme uh, reaching out to the Gungans uh, yep. in Phantom Menace. You know, I even think it's stuff to me embedded in the first film of that first film is Luke Skywalker, the chosen one. He's the only one who can make that shot, but he can't make that shot unless Han Solo, this nobody, uh, you know, mm-hmm. kid from Corellia makes this choice, you know, yeah. uh, not to say nothing of uh, everyone else who sacrificed to, to set Luke up in that shot. But I feel yeah. like that it's just so everywhere in Star Wars that everyone has value. And I liked how explicit this was about mm-hmm. the clones that, you know, not only was it them protecting their home Camino sort of conceptually, it gets down to the point where like they're literally in their home, their, you know, their mm. bunks where they grew up and, yeah. you know, and it celebrates the value, the skills that the cadets have, their knowledge of the space. Uh, same thing with Clone 99. He knows his way around. He knows what's going on in that space. So his actual knowledge, even though he might not have been trained to be the greatest fighter, he mm. still has very specific value in this situation. If you're willing to look at it and i even feel like it that you know there's something a little bit of a, a great uh hubris in the way anakin is fighting massage it almost feels a little bit like anakin's just like i'm gonna prove i can take mm-hmm. her down she's not getting away from that dna and yeah he's kind of working together with the clones but i really like that it is you feel like if it was just anakin massage she might have got away with that dna sample and i there's just a real power in this that clone yeah. grabbing that DNA sample and going, no, this is Anakin is with us, you know, and yeah. he's powerful, but, but this is about us and this is ours to protect. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's all for one kind of thing. And I say, I love that you brought in the Luke thing too, because you can always, there's always even some fun, silly star Wars conversations to have about the, the farm boy that could, uh, but imagine he shows up at Yavin and, 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 and Garvin Dave Dre says to him, Luke, get out of here. This is no place for you. Uh, the, the rebellion couldn't do that. They needed all help, and they needed to see everyone as as a potential ally and a, a potential, uh, you know, someone to, to help the cause. So there you go, all those big themes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's a, a hell of a thing of, for Biggs to just be like, no, trust me, he's real good. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. real good. Basically, you know, the the sort of space equivalent of like, no, he's really good, to, you know, just uh, whipping his car around in a parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> you can see, you should see what he can do. Uh, yeah. Uh, I also thought for me, the kind of bigger storyline, you know, I don't think the episode itself does any work to, to directly point to it, but, uh, 
this is the DNA of Django and therefore the un, totally unaltered DNA of, of Boba Fett that they're fighting over. And that's fun yeah. to think about when that literal, uh, you know, DNA device container is uh, flying back and forth between Asajj and Anakin that that's literally the essence of, of not just the clones, <laughs> but Django Fett and yeah. Boba Fett. And you have to believe that everything that the clones are saying about themselves, they must think is true on some level of, of Django and Boba. I mean, I'm looking forward to Book of Boba Fett, Chapter 2, where uh, Boba Fett uh, laments uh, when Asajj and Anakin played uh, hot potato with his uh, DNA. Yeah. <laughs> Play hot potato with my DNA. Yeah, well, I hope I hope uh, Cody shows up so they can have a long chat about what it means to be a clone. <laughs> yes. See if Boba's attitude can be uh, <laughs> uh, improved about being a clone. Mm. Um, final thing for me on the sort of big picture is I uh, always like to look at the state of the war. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, this is not something that I think is explicit in the episode, but it is a fun thing to ponder. So I actually even wanted to ask you, mm-hmm. why do you think at this point in the war, Sidious was like, you know what? Let's go for it. Let's throw all these forces. Let's throw uh, two of our biggest agents, Grievous mm-hmm. and Asajj, at just trying to cut the Republic off at the knees. Like if this had succeeded, um, yeah. th- there's that line from Grievous about, well, maybe we could get something out of it. Uh, we can talk about that too, that the, mm-hmm. the DNA isn't just to be destroyed. It's to be taken. So who knows yeah. what, what uh, they wanted with it. Um, but the war would have wrapped up, I think much quicker, right? Do you think this is Sidious just being like, ah, this was fun, but let's wrap this up. <laughs> I get rid of these clones yeah. and the Jedi are going to fall like dominoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and, and he's maybe got enough to to execute Order sixty six. Um, this is a great st- strategic. What if I I think they're I immediately go to look if this if this if they pull this off. Number one, you're right; they could have um, evil clones or, or separatist clones, whatever you want to say, and and uh, that could work. But also, it, it, that would force I think even draw the Jedi in more. Right now, you now you're not just generals; you're like captains and majors. We need Jedi armies now, like like. We're not. We're losing. We lost our resources of of soldiers, uh, and and that could pull pull them in more and kind of confuse the whole situation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, maybe force the Republic to actually ask its own citizens to fight. Yeah, or certainly a lot of Jedi would fall. Yeah, it does. I like how much that the Clone Wars kind of out of necessity shows us like these these great puppet master plans that uh, Palpatine have that work great. And then he's like, hey, how about this? Ah, no. Whoops. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Padme foiled that one. Whoops. Ah, Kenobi yeah. foiled that one. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so he's got some, they're like, oh, that didn't work. But you know what? I got a lot more up my sleeve. Yeah, no, he's 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 this great planner, but I I, I think it, it ties um ties ties a little bit. And I'm not saying this episode specifically ties into this big thing, but just you know, even with what Alexander Freed just put in Alphabet Squadron of the of the messenger droids and everything of just Palpatine knows the base level of, of evil and how you slowly slip there. And he's dealing, he's dealing in that and everything else is just frosting on the cake. He's going to get you all to just compromise slowly one way or another. He's going to get you. Yeah. And every once in a while he's got a plan like this. I'm like, Oh wow. Wouldn't yeah. this make the war extra, extra horrible a lot faster. Yeah. So I love that there is a little bit of like, he is the, the Sith who has mastered patience, but even in a plot like this, you have to imagine Sheev looking at his watch going, Can we move <laughs> this up a year or two. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. 
Excellent. Great discussion on the big picture themes and ideas in uh, Sidious's uh, yep. watch that I believe he wears, his secret yeah. Sith watch. Well, what I love, sorry, what I love is he—he's—he knows he gets a discount on all those new uniforms if he orders now, and he's just like, "Come on, we get—we I got new Imperial grades coming. Let's go." <laughs> we got photo shoots planned and everything. We need the new armor now for cheap. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back to discuss all of our favorite little moments from the action to the comedy to the canon connections, all that great stuff in just a moment. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter. A health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello. 
Force Center friends, make sure you're keeping up to date on all the great content from Jennifer Landa. Whether it's YouTube, Instagram, or TikTok, you whippersnappers, Force Center's own Jennifer Landa continues to bring you fun, informative, and insightful laughs and moments. Also, Jennifer brings her experience and perspective as a Star Wars-loving mother to her DIY projects, blogs, and more. So be sure to head on over to JennyLanda.com. That's J-E-N-I-L-A-N-D-A.com for articles like how to make your own Darth Maul sneakers or 10 unique Star Wars baby gift ideas. Follow Jen on Twitter and Instagram at JenniferLanda and on TikTok as JenniferLanda1138. Back to finish our discussion of the Great Clone Wars episode, Arc Troopers. We're going to talk action. This was a big, action-packed episode, Ken. Lots of different kinds of action. So did you have some favorite action moments? Well, yes, sir, I did. I'm going to start with one that was full of action, but it was really super stressful because it kind of ties into a little phobia I have. Kenobi's underwater escape. Oh, <laughs> oh underwater, oceans, all that kind of freaks me out a little bit. Uh, we got we got a little bit of a you know organic and mechanical kind of theme going on here where he uh, gets saved and connects with the uh, what do they call it, the Awas Air yeah, Whales. I, yeah. I always said Awa, but Awa yeah works for me. Awa Awa. Um, I, I love that whole sequence. Everything about it, um, except stressful. It was a good action. It was me going, oh, man, take a breath, take a breath, take a breath. You don't like the uh, being sucked into space or being underwater. Not like other oh, people man. are big fans of them, but like you viscerally <laughs> feel them. Yeah, who's out there like, I've always wanted to go into the vacuum of space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this one is even more real world because I have a better potential to have this one happen, I suppose. So, yes, uh, it is stressful. When he's holding his breath and I'm like, God, don't you have like a what happened to the Phantom Menace? Breathalyzer. Oh yeah, the <laughs> the aqua breather, but he yeah. should have a breathalyzer. Yeah, well, breathe, <laughs> but breathalyzer. It's a, it's a patent pending. It's a specific thing. But I love the idea that a function of that would be to check uh, the yeah. Jedi's intoxication level. What are you talking about? Kenobi has won those. Uh, he has an ankle bracelet strapped to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, it's pretty good and uh, uh, graphic, right? Uh, with mm-hmm, the uh, mm-hmm. the look on poor Kenobi's face. But yeah, I love that. Uh, you know, you see those uh, I was in, the, or however you say, choose to say that in the mm-hmm. great shot uh, in Attack of the Clones, right? Yeah. It's bursting out of the water with a, a Kaminoan or Kaminoan riding on it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I loved that. Uh, that was my favorite, uh, my first favorite action moment as well as Obi-Wan, uh, realizing the opportunity and, and grabbing on for a ride. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and all through some great heavy trooper action. Oh yes. Heavies. Yeah, absolutely. A uh, lot. Oh yeah. A lot of good heavy blasting. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> literally. Yeah. Uh, literally. yeah. So some other for me, uh, I, man, that, that, uh, the drill, the trident drill. I mm-hmm, love that mm-hmm. thing. That's so scary. It's such a great combination uh, of the mechanical and the organic and almost mm-hmm. that sort of disturbing the the violent mm-hmm. and the me- mechanical yeah. um, imitating something that is mm-hmm. organic with its kind of like squid-like tentacular vibe. And then the drill uh, with the aqua droid rack. I mean, come on. Uh, the, yeah. just There's something so terrifying about the rack of like, here, we're just going to vomit out all these droids. And then you add on to the fact that they're called aqua droids. If you mm. ever think that Star Wars isn't pulpy, aqua mm-hmm. droids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's very G.I. Joe, too. Just where every Cobra Viper had a 
you know, the mess hall viper, the tank viper, <laughs> the janitor viper. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they have uh, cloudy and sunny droids. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, other moments for you? Uh, just overall, the the, the 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 clones trying to defend the station, specifically some of the beats with the, the Trident ships, like you said, and the droids, droids coming out. I Man, I wanted to fire up the PlayStation and, and pop in uh, Battlefront 2. Yeah, no, I was going to mention that in our uh, canon lore connection, but yeah. uh, just do it now. You kind of get to play some of these beats. Some of the, I, I can't remember, it's been so long I've played what the different missions are called and the different mm. styles of missions, but you get to defend uh, the actual chamber and you yeah. know defend uh, the dna sample uh yeah. you get to you know really go everywhere on camino and and i think even in i believe just the basic battleground level of camino the trident droids with their drills yeah. are in their tentacles are all stuck in everything <laughs> <laughs> yeah they are yeah no this is um i kind of had the reaction this episode like uh even though you know we we, we both both lived in Los Angeles for a bit. You still have that thing where you drive by a house and you're like, Oh, that's not, that's for that movie. Uh, and and I, 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 I had that watch in this episode. I was like, I fought there. (laughs) I did too. I, I almost literally did fire up. I'm I'm glad I, I, uh, managed to convince myself not to and finish getting work done, but I almost lost a lot of time to battlefront too. Yeah. Um, a couple more for me. Uh, Shakti is all, also in this episode. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I like yeah. the ongoing story that Shakti is stationed on Camino and is a Jedi overseeing training. Uh, but she's got a, a cool little fight with the droids. And in particular, she's got this move that you don't see very often. A lot of times you see uh, force pushes, you see some force pulls. Uh, she has at one moment what I would describe as a force slap. <laughs> yes, where she pulls the dro- one droid into the air, like fair enough, they do that a lot. And then, but then she makes this side gesture that really is like this, uh, <laughs> like she is uh, uh, swiping on a dating profile <laughs> and just throws that droid into the other droids. And I was like, yeah, that's a good force move, the force yeah. slap. Yeah, I love that. That's the X and R2 button twice. A <laughs> uh, couple others for me. Uh, in the clone action, my favorite might have been. Uh, the cadets popping out of their own bunks yes. to blast the droids. Yes. A great moment of action, but also a great, like, uh, visual. Like, this is our home. We yeah. know it. Uh, everybody yeah. has value. This is something that the cadets could do. Uh, but, you know, yeah. other combatants maybe wouldn't think to do. It, it, um, it's in solo. In solo, they have a little bit of the, you know, the villagers defending their home type of vibe where it's a tricky, you know, kind of thing. And, and uh, the joke is always a little bit of the three amigos ending, which, uh, well, one of my favorite comedy movies for what it's worth. And, and, and a little bit of that too, where it's just this like surprise. Yeah. You didn't expect the beds to have guns at them. We're defending <laughs> our homes. Literally. I love that. I love that. Little yeah. Line. Down to, we are defending uh, literally our, our bunks, our, yeah. our sleeping beds. And, and there's something a little bit fun about it of like <laughs> how serious they look. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's totally. like you just messed up their sleepover and like, uh, uh-uh, uh, mm-hmm. not with, not with not clone with- cadets. <laughs> Uh, and then for me, a couple of Saj moments. Uh, I liked uh, her whole lightsaber battle with Anakin. Mm-hmm. It was really fun. But I liked at the end when she was kind of getting the better of him because she did that just volley of kicks. Yes. <laughs> he yes. wasn't sure what to do with. And Asajj is a great kicker. Yeah, she's she's a, she'd be a great uh, MMA fighter. She's got many disciplines. <laughs> yeah, and speaking of what would be uh, not an MMA fighter move, but certainly uh, her move if there was a Star Wars version of Mortal Kombat, mm-hmm. uh, she has the old impale and kiss. Uh, yeah. Where she uses the force to uh, first incapacitate Commander Colt and then uh, pulls him towards her extended blade, impales him, and then does uh, this strange little kiss, which is just really 
really leaning into Asajj as uh, film noir femme fatale. How did yeah. you feel about that? So here, I, I'm glad you brought it up yeah, because I think you probably saw the same research too. I, I, I hadn't fully realized that this had been edited by Cartoon Network. Uh, they <laughs> cut this part out and then they kind of pop, brought it some back spot back in and then eventually pops back in and, and Disney plus uh, has it here. So we get to see the full director's cut of the slapping, the stab and kiss. <laughs> um, so I'll say this. I actually, I, I really, so I really love the moment, but this maybe had, I had some deep thoughts on Ventress. Um, I, I think part of the, part of uh, the Ventress character is she is uh, uh, all evil and, and a little sexy and a little cool. And I'm not taking, I'm never going to take that away from Ventress, man. That That's part of who, as if the character was a real person, that's who she has a right to be. All those things, especially the evil. But it also made me thankful that a little bit later on, Katie Lucas comes in and she goes, goes can I take this character? And we, we talked a little bit about this in previous episodes. Can I take this character and make it this bigger thing where we analyze where this comes from, analyzes her pain. And and so I love living in a world where we got this moment, stab and, stab and kiss is cool. But we also got her falling into the arms of Mother Towson, which is even more powerful. And I'm just so glad that we got to do that with the character. That makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. The fact that we eventually get that level of depth makes me able to enjoy this moment and kind of put it in context because it's it's a cool action moment. And, yep. you know, Star Wars doing the stereotype of the noir femme fatale. This is a great moment of exactly yep. that. Yep. Uh, but putting it in context with knowing uh, her pain and knowing uh, her uh, attempt to kind of get herself out from anybody else's shadow and decide who she wants to be for herself. Great great star wars uh themes then i really appreciate this moment of you know she is she is dancing with the dark side she is mm -hmm. consumed by it uh, at least partially right now and we see that expressed lots of different ways for like maul it's just fury right it's just mm -hmm. anger and for vader it's that sense of like cool calm control and power and intimidation and i just like then thinking of it like this is asaja's way of being yeah when she's consumed by the dark side and how, her way of intimidating uh, other people around her is by saying, look how much I don't give a damn about mm -hmm. people. You know, look yeah. how much uh, I will use uh, my violence and my sassy attitude to let everybody mm -hmm. know I don't give a damn about anything or anyone, you know? Yeah. 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 So there, there, yeah. Deep thoughts on this moment in, 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 uh, in, in all sorts of ways. And um, you know, again, like I said, part, part of, part of Ventress is that uh, she's cool. She's cool. It's she's she's a bad guy, a bad gal. We like we like we like rooting for sometimes, which is Star Wars sometimes presents those tough things, um, but that carries on greater weight. So uh, I don't know. This is like X square and L one. <laughs> this is a tricky combo for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but also just yeah. I didn't know had no idea about it being uh, cut until I read that uh, on the research as well on the Wikipedia page, and it is just one of the fun uh, things to observe about the Clone Wars is. It is for kids, and um, yeah. and then there's some stuff like this, a good stabbing kiss. But like with any kind of uh, censorship, I understand, I understand it, and you're on Cartoon Network, so I, I'm like, of all the things we've seen so far, was it just the kiss <laughs> that they did? Like, what what was it? <laughs> is it because it was slow? It, it it's it's gruesome. It, it's gruesome. So I understand it. I'm not attacking any censors here, but I just like like what was the part of it that made you go, yeah. oh, this is the one. I think it's probably just uh, two things for me. I think just it's really effective, right? Like yeah. you're like, it's oh, damn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but also I just think, you know, in, in the constant uh, discussion of what is and isn't appropriate, which is much too complex for, for me to want to tackle uh, yeah. right here, right now, 
But I will say, like, you know, I think America has the in particular has this yeah. dance of what needs to be censored more? Is it violence or sexuality? Oh, you put them both together. Great. We'll censor that. Yeah. Thanks for making it easy. Yeah. <laughs> now, I'm not making any uh, opinion statements on that much larger yeah, yeah. issue uh, for the moment. Uh, just yeah, acknowledging yeah. that it's there. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to moments of comedy, whimsy, weirdness and whatnot. Uh, what did you have there? Well, I, I guess the big one, I kind of t- teased upon it. I teased, I teased it earlier. I, I, um, I'm make sure I'm reading the right one here. It's when Anakin and, and Kenobi are, are, are bantering back and forth. And, and your Anakin is just, he's almost dumb. He's almost like, <laughs> I'll say it, stereotypically like dumb jock, where he's just like, look, man, we blew up those ships, and I think there's something going on. No, man, look at that. Woo! And then flash forward later, like, Obi-Wan's underwater and he, he he says, Anakin, I was right, which is he could have said, hey, look, uh, this is going on. Or, oh, hey, as as maybe I said, he's like, Anakin, I was right. <laughs> I just love that little moment. Yeah, no, that was you're right. I had not pulled that out as a great Kenobi line of Anakin. I was right. But I mean, he's he's going to be repeating that to himself a lot. I kind of love this follow up because we've seen episodes where Anakin has crossed the line uh, mm-hmm. so far chronologically. And there's been a little bit of like, ooh, oh no. But then there's been moments where Anakin being uh, really compassionate, uh, really caring about others, being really assertive and saying, no, we can't sit on, just sit and think. We have to move. We have to act, have paid off. Yeah. So then it's really fun to see an episode where like, yeah, he's, uh, he's behaving that way and it's not paying off for him. Yeah. Um, the line I liked for that is to Obi-Wan, I thought it was a legitimately funny line of, only you could be worried about the ships I already shot down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know, just like, wait, let's, mm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm such a Kenobi fan, but I can also see the, like, uh, I definitely have that part of myself where like, let's go. And, you know, sometimes when yeah. people are like, wait, let's reconsider. Yeah. Like, no, we decided to go. Let's go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> great Kenobi line. Cause I just thought it was so Kenobi of his character is uh, when he is suspecting that something is going on and somebody's asking him, like, well, what do you want to do? And he says, I'd like to go for a swim. <laughs> I wrote that down, too. <laughs> I wrote that down, too. Oh, man. You know what I loved about it? Uh, and, and Anakin has some banter. Look, it's entertainment. I want some banter. Yeah. Um, but it's just like, in that, in, if, I, I'm like, if I'm in the middle of a war and I'm a space wizard and, and, and leading the, being a, a part of the leadership of this war, I'm not going to be like, <laughs> I'd like to go for a swim. I'd be like, we need to get down. We need to go underwater. <laughs> Do you have a submersible? Yeah, no, it's it's not practical, right? <laughs> but it's just the way he likes to talk. It's the same way as like, uh, you know, what are we going to oh. do with this uh, trap? Spring it. Uh, what are you going to do? Go to the bar for a drink. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah, uh, that that the the Kenobi says I'd like to go for a swim is the the same Kenobi to me who says to Han Solo about the Falcon. Should I have heard of it? You know. <laughs> oh, but you but you're right, and you're right, and 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 Episode Four is such the template. We always talk about Alec Guinness, just the way he plays it, and the pauses or the beats or the sm- everything you build back to that, and they do it so well. Uh, any version of Kenobi, I, I, it's worth its weight in robes. Go go through those little <laughs> things, and I think you're right to point that out. Yeah, this is such a good one. Um, another one for me, maybe you have this one, is in that whole uh, very competitive, uh, you know, meet, not meet cute, meet competitive between Asajj yeah. and Grievous, uh, the keep playing with your droids and she does a little finger dance of droids. That's some quality snark from Asajj. You uh, you and I are, we we really did share notes today. That, I just loved it. It's just... Uh, 
it's just it almost is meta real world of you know play with your toys you that I mean I for, it's not I'm not gonna say it's super uh, you know uh, a double entendre there but like I went to the solo you know, rally Keeley I'll flip your switch and L three good luck finding it and that got a big <laughs> laugh in the theater uh, from uh, a large proportion of the audience um, <laughs> uh, ventures I, I, there's just there's just something about that line that just it can go a lot of places for me so I definitely love that one. Yeah, and, and that the line is uh, well written, well delivered. But this is one of those moments where you know the uh, the synergy of everybody working on it clearly came together because mm. the animators or the storyboard artists or whoever made the choice to give her the little of uh, finger dance <laughs> yeah. is so extra yes. mocking. You know, it's yes. kind of a in some ways it's a it's a debate we've heard before of like, well, you know, all your technological terror is nothing compared to me. I have the force is, you know, basically mm-hmm. what they're arguing about. But this is such a great, fresh way yeah. uh, to say it in that finger dance is uh, a chef's kiss moment for me. Yeah. No. Uh, uh, what else do you have for moments of comedy, whimsy and weirdness? Uh, I got to be honest. That's the end of my list. This, this There's probably a bunch of little moments, but uh, I, those are some of the big ones that I wanted to hit and talk about. It's just a little, there's some quality banter. And uh, that's just kind of what we're touching on here. Yeah, absolutely. Last one for me is just a, a very small moment of uh, we cut back to uh, the clones in the in the bunk area after they have taken out all the droids. And one of the cadets does a quick little kick to a droid to make sure it's dead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just like that. You know, they talked about how they didn't have training it was like that cadet looks serious of like if that droid had twitched, it was getting a lot of blaster fire. Totally. Love it. Great little moment. All right, let's move on then to uh, favorite Star Wars canon uh, and lore connections to other stories. What do you have here? Um, I, uh, I I just in general um, think that uh, it's it's as a sequel to Rookies. Uh, it, it, you know, it's got, it's connected to its own Lauren Cannon in it so well. And it's to see that, that journey, especially when spaced out a little appropriately. Um, it's uh, I just, I enjoyed that, that kind of connection. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, we, we talked about the Battlefront 2 of this. That's very, very cool that Battlefront mm-hmm. 2 is pulling really directly from this episode. Um, I had forgot, because I knew it just as a bit of uh, fun trivia, the, that the name of the city was Topoka City. Yeah. Uh, but it's fun to hear it in this episode. I forgot they literally said it in this episode. Yeah. So that was really, really cool. Uh, we talked about the Iowa or Awa. Uh, great to see them make a return appearance and a, a quality one. At that, um, <laughs> I was entertained that uh, Kenobi falls on Camino again. <laughs> yes, and I had to be thinking: yes. like, is Kenobi thinking uh, now? Is am I around in the same place? Where is there the same door I could <laughs> yeah. hook into? Like, nope. It has that great. Uh, we've got to stop meeting like this uh, when the Iowa mm-hmm. saves him again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had that. Yeah, yeah. It just. Uh because I love Camino. We, I think we both kind of love Camino as this weird kind of location and the raid and everything. It's just Kenobi's got to be like, ah, so slippery. <laughs> I hate fighting here, but yeah, he doesn't have time to complain too much. Yeah. Uh, what else do you have? Uh, I, you, you touched upon earlier and I thought it was, uh, I, Anakin wanting to like kind of fly and fight and be out there. And that's something that carries with him. I think of new hope of just like, you know, he's the big bad villain, so it makes sense. But the fact that he's just like nuts to this, give me two TIE fighter pilots. We're going out there. Give me, give me my TIE pants. <laughs> and then, and, and that's consistent again. He, he's always going to want to be there. He's always in the action. He, he I, I'd say he leads from the front, but I don't necessarily think he's a good leader in that regard. Maybe a little bit more so in the Clone Wars, but it starts Vader. I think he's just like, God, do I have to do everything? So I think that kind of connects in a way. Yeah. Well, destroy them ship to ship has taken on like great, uh, 
even greater meaning now that's been built up in canon, Rogue One included, that Vader's like, oh, the Death Star. Yeah. You know, its ability, its power to cause problems has been confirmed. Yeah. And then you got to be thinking in A New Hope. He's like, oh, big, stupid death ball. I'll protect it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a great, great pull. Great connection. Um, speaking of Anakin and connections, this is another episode where, in theory, Anakin and Grievous could have seen one another, but they don't. They have a misconnection once again. Mm-hmm. In support of Revenge of the Sith being the first time they appear to have truly laid eyes on one another. Yeah, I, I, and that moment you described earlier of Obi Wan giving some good strategy and Anakin following. I, I wish Anakin would have been like, "Right, I can't be here. Yeah, gotta go." <laughs> right, for canonical reasons, I <laughs> must protect the DNA. <laughs> Love that. Uh, there was one moment where Grievous said it's all too easy, which is such a famous Vader line. But I'd love, you know, and and we talk about Grievous got to be in this um, template for Anakin if he could only see it, you know, what you can become if you sacrifice, uh, give up yourself in this pursuit of more power. Uh, so to have, hear Grievous say, all too easy. Yeah, that one was really fun. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it draws that connection between them if you want to make it. But then it almost made me feel like, and this is just uh, utterly uh, out there headcanon, like, does Sidious say that a lot? And then Dooku picked up the habit, and yeah. then, so Grievous did, and then Vader did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. He's totally. just, uh, you know, uh, uh, Sidious is getting his breakfast served to him. He's like, all too easy. Like, does he just say it all the time? Is that where this came from? Yeah. Uh, anything else for you? Uh, Anakin versus Asajj having a fight and we've been reviewing the Clone Wars micro series from uh, uh, 0304 range Uh, just kind of they have a feud it's just in Star Wars lore just so I love seeing them kind of go at it there's a great kind of close up shot on Anakin's face where he's just like yeah I'm going to end this feud Uh, which ties into the final thing though it's more of a it's a connection a spiritual connection to the fall of Anakin and the whole big story but and and it was bringing it up and see what you thought here was Anakin going to actually let the clones execute Ventress? Like, he says it. I kind of believe he would have. And I think eh, in the spirit of the moment, I think they they would have pulled the triggers. But it is one of those like, oh, man, were you going to do that? Oh, yeah. No, I, I that didn't seem like there was any wink or a nod there mm-hmm. to me. It seemed like yeah. uh, they're going to uh, fire on you and you are going to die. Yeah. <laughs> I think there is that part of uh, Anakin. The story gets told really well. He he has that uh, connection with uh, Tarkin uh, coming up yeah. here in in a season uh, or, or soon, um, where he is that like no, the direct answer is the good answer of you are this great threat. You killed people. You're causing pain. You need to be stopped. Yeah, you know, and you're yeah. on their home world. I'm not going to stop them from just <laughs> unleashing. Yeah. 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 No, absolutely. Yeah. That def- definitely, definitely seemed uh, totally uh, straightforward uh, to me. Um, two other things for me. One, one we touched on. Uh, here's that actual grievous quote. The DNA could unlock new possibilities for us. What do you do? You have any headcanon or fun theories about what that is? I, I yeah. Why not have um, if, if, if they know it's Django, you know, do, do they want a more? I don't want to say unaltered, but just a, a more uh, a violent, or maybe they don't need any difference. They just want their own clone army and 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 train them and breed them and 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 uh, fire them up for war in a different way. I don't know. I could see that. Do they have the time? Do they have the facilities? Is the question. Um, we know Palpatine's kind of uh, interested in prolonging life and playing with uh, how to make that happen. So it could could be related to that too. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I love just not knowing what. Uh 
what version of Sidious plan this might be, or is this more of a Dooku thing, or is there's almost this? This is wild headcanon. Has nothing to do with anything implied in the episode. But you know, it was fun to imagine. Like, did is Dooku telling him like, you know, we might be able to grow you a, a new body, Grievous? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that'd be interesting. Yeah, yeah. An uh, abomination, but interesting. Yeah, yeah. Grievous. <laughs> uh, it's it's Grievous exactly as he is, but then he has a Django head growing out of his shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, last thing for me is just, um, you know, I I know there's a great love of the Ark Troopers. Uh, I've had great fun in the in Battlefront playing the Ark Trooper, uh, and it was just fun for me to refresh myself of what exactly does that mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, advanced recon troops and just the idea that they are trained for leadership and uh, elite assignments. And I love that you know they can mm-hmm. kind of be stationed different places. They can be in leadership or they can be special assignments. And that it really is just like a, they are the best of the best of the clones. The best of the best. Yeah. Uh, I love that idea. Uh, yeah. I, I kind of, I had to refresh myself too. Just you hear arc troopers so much. You think it's just another cool video game designation, but it has some, has some meaning and purpose. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, the final thing for me is a, a, I it was fun to hear about the evolution of the armor uh, starting in this episode of yeah. starting to move them. The, this is from the Filoni behind the scenes thing yeah. on StarWars.com. Uh, the, this was uh, the beginning of even hinting at moving their armor, some of the clones armor toward the Revenge of the Sith version. Yeah, which is this, one of those little small details that I love that, you know, no doubt Filoni's going to be clued in on it there. He mentioned that 501st a lot in that video. And I love how he said, yeah, sometimes I design things for that for them. And this is obviously back in like 2011, but uh, that's, that's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. Yeah, some great stuff uh, in the canon lore connections and lots of opportunity for head canon. clearly. Mm-hmm. Ken, was there anything that you disliked or questioned in this episode? Not really. I was going to maybe mention the Ventress stuff if we didn't get to it here. Uh, and again, I don't want to, I, I am praising the, the Ventress stuff in here, but it also makes me just appreciate what comes uh, later. And, and that's what happens when, you, you know, you let someone like Katie Lucas, uh, a woman come in and, and, and just kind of uh, tell her own story in a way with the with the um, character of Ventress. So you touched upon the big theme of Ventress of uh, I, I might be expected to be a certain way because of my name or upbringing, but I'm going to find my own way forward, even in the same arena. And so, yeah, uh, I, I just love seeing that uh, and where we go with Ventress from here. Yeah, absolutely. In some ways, it even reminds me of Maul. Like in The Phantom mm-hmm. Menace, he's he's mm-hmm. just cool, and you can kind of guess at some stuff. But then, you know, in The Clone Wars, characters, writers dive in and give him a lot of character, you know? Yeah. Uh, for me, uh, this isn't like a, a, this is more like a fun amused, is that, Grievous should know by now that uh, the end of their duel is going to be Obi-Wan force pushing him and then he's going to run away like a coward. Yes. Because <laughs> he always ha- has it like, look at how many lightsabers I have and I'm going to spin at you and I'm going to grab you with my foot and I'm going to throw you around and then, oh, you're going to force push me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it's the thing that Grievous can't step to uh, and he never has been able to. Yep. And he I, never I will it. be able to. I love it. I don't mean to get into some kind of debate over the different versions of Grievous and Clone Wars, but the micro series has some great Grievous stuff and it gets talked about a lot as like, oh, some of the best Grievous. I'm not here to debate that or disagree with that. I just love the consistency of this Grievous being all bark and he's going to scurry away before he bites. And I love it. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. So this is a good classic Grievous uh, Obi-Wan match. Uh, Is there anything that we have not talked about that you wanted to touch on? Uh, no, not so much. I mean, a lot in these uh, this episode, you know, you sometimes you think, oh, we got one Clone Wars episode to review. Uh, that'll be a quick Sunday afternoon. And it's like, no, nah, there's a lot there. And I had a 
do a lot of, I loved rewatching this one a few times because there's just, again, like you said up top, a big, bold, vibrant uh, sample platter of what the Clone Wars series gives you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, last thing that I wanted to just uh, shout out because I don't think we talked about it uh, the last time it happened is I like that Daniel Logan is doing the clone cadet voices. Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's funny too. It confused me for a second in that timeline <laughs> confusion. I was like, wait, was this before? <laughs> is this before he infiltrates? <laughs> oh, nope. right, right. Yeah, yeah nope. no. Nope. It's not uh, Boba. Not Boba. Not Boba, not Boba, just some clone cadets. Yeah. All right, Ken, if you could have an action figure or some other fun merch from this episode, uh, what do you want? We got two. We got two. All right. Um, I want to go to Galaxy's Edge and get Grievous's robe. Uh, because this episode, his robe looked, especially in the up top, looked a little more even regal. It just had some like a gold flair to it that I hadn't picked Ooh. up on before. It just it looks big. And you know, you know, you can hold things in it. It's very, you know, you got pockets. Or, yeah, weapons or, you know, money, whatever, walking around money. Uh, <laughs> I, I'd love that. So I want Grievous, Grievous's robe priced to go at $400 at Galaxy's Edge. And then the second thing, we want we need some figures, but not figures, like we need not to scale. That'd be a bit much, though that 12-foot uh, um, skeleton that was being sold at Halloween was made quite the stir. Um, <laughs> I want aqua droids, but for, for pools. Oh, you want like floating ones that you can yeah. like rest on and, and put your drink in their uh, their armored hand? Oh, that's not a bad idea too. No, I'm talking like little figures that can submerge and just so if you help have a pool party, people are like, are there droids down there? Oh, those are my aqua droids. <laughs> Release the aqua droids in my pool party. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think that's great, and I love a, a, a cloak with pockets. Everybody yeah. needs a grievous cloak with pockets. Uh, for me, I'm going to go with the straight up. I do not believe there's a Clone 99 episode. When I Googled it, the first thing I saw was a, a custom figure. So oh, Clone yeah. 99 deserves the honor. It is it is one of the most emotional beats of the Clone Wars, of uh, his uh, pride in that he gets to do what he was meant to do and, and prove himself uh, a soldier, a fighter. Yeah. Uh, so I, I would love to commemorate that with a cool Clone 99 action figure. And then, you know, I'm I'm on this endless Obi-Wan kick. Uh, I love the image of him on the Iowa, Awa. So I was mm. thinking at first, like, okay, I would like that, you know, action figure set. Good three and three-quarter Anakin with the <laughs> with yeah. wide legs so he can sit on the Iowa snack. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But then I was like, you know what? That'd also be like a, a great little uh, display for babies to put above the crib. Just a bunch of Obi-Wans floating around. Mm. Like on the sea creatures <laughs> to fall asleep. I'm not planning on having kids, but I worth it. It's worth it maybe just for that. <laughs> well, if anybody's on the fence out there about having kids, <laughs> I'm sure that pushed you one way or the other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so next up is uh, season three, episode four, Sphere of Influence. Uh, this is a, a fun episode that I don't remember a ton about. Kind of know, oh, it's that one, but I yeah. don't uh, remember a ton of the details, so I'm Really looking forward to digging into that one. Q House Papanoidia, right? Yeah. Yep. Here we go. Yep. Uh, thank the maker. Uh, it's the blue maker uh, on screen. Going to have a ton of fun with that one. Ken, what should the moral of this episode of the podcast be? Uh, you know, it's one thing to debate Star Wars in the public, but it's some uh, it's something special to talk about Star Wars on your home podcast. <laughs> and we will defend this home podcast yes. from all those aqua droids in your pool, no matter you, what. You better have a big Yeti microphone if you're coming to our podcast. <laughs> Just totally obscure your face with how huge <laughs> the microphone is. That's what we need. Uh, Ken, do you want to let us uh, let us know? Because I don't know. Do you want to let uh, the listeners know where they can find us? 
Uh, I absolutely do. You can find us on Twitter at Force Center Pod. We're on Instagram, YouTube as well. Facebook page is Force Center Podcast. You can get an audio book on us by going to audibletrial.com slash Force Center. And don't forget to get merch at tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center. And you can support us directly. Help support the show. Make our dreams come true over at patreon.com slash Force Center. Because of your support over there over the years, we've been uh, we've done cool things like trading cards you can get at the top level or been able to hire Tony Thaxton to write, compose original music for a podcast. And uh, that's what we uh, can do because of all of you at patreon.com slash four center podcast available. A lot of different spots. We always like to say, but Amazon music and Spotify, two of the uh, key spots to try. If you haven't listened there before uh, for me, you can follow me at Ken Napsock or go to KenNapsock.com. Also check out the GPA.fun where we're building an empire of fun over there, but you know, a good empire, if you will. Uh, Joseph, where can they follow you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Joseph Scrimshaw, and you can check out my website for all my other adventures. I got some comedy albums, uh, my other podcast, Obsessed. Uh, you can check out the weird uh, fantasy comedy show I write for, Tigtone. There's links to that uh, on the Adult Swim website or on HBO Max if you have that. That's all on my website at josephscrimshaw.com. But for now, for myself, for Ken, for Clone 99, this has been the Clone Wars Report. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.